All right, we value team. We are more than an audience. We're in this series where we're talking about the things that we value. We've talked about how we value truth. We value grace. We value passion. We value people. And then today we're talking about how we value team. That this is all about us being a team together. More than an audience, more than just watching something happening, more than watching other people doing something, especially if you're being part of this service online, more than just watching a service, more than a TV show. This is all about being a team together, called by God, formed by God, gifted by God, and going out and serving Him and His kingdom. Uh, it made me think, as I was preparing for uh, this whole thing of team, it made me think back to March 20th of 2020. And this image that you see was just a quick little shot I took on my phone during, this was our second online service. Remember that time, the very, those first couple months of the pandemic where everything was online. Our services were live streamed. Our life groups were on Zoom. Uh, there were like on-demand videos for children's ministry, like all sorts of just like stuff. Everything was online and I'm sitting there while I think Matt Doan was doing announcements or something and I just like was getting ready to come up in a moment and I just like took this picture like this is weird there's nobody here except Matt and I <laughs> like the with the worship team I think in the very distance of that picture you see one of the worship team members is going to take a seat on the other far end but just that whole season where we were doing ministry in that way it forced us to think about some essentials of like of what ministry would be and how okay hey we got to make sure that we're calling all of our people and checking in and how are they doing? What do they need? It made us form a task force that just went around and helped people that were in their homes, were forced to be in their homes and could we deliver food or could we help some people that weren't as technologically savvy? Like how do you set up Zoom? How do you set up online church? And people going around and helping folks and that was really cool and helping uh, with starting the food pantry where we're delivering food or, or passing out food to those in our community who are in need and so it pushed us into some areas of needed ministry that were really good and great, but I think it also showed us how much we desire and crave that community. And community, even like Josh was talking about on that video, what's interesting is serving together is actually one of the greatest ways that we can build and find community, where you see these people that are serving on the worship team that are bonding together, or the elders that are serving together, bonding together and growing in relationship, or in children's or students or other areas of ministry where you see people as they serve together, they're also building that community and that sense of being uh, together in it. And that's, you know, as we say this like sort of slogan that's part of our vision of better together, we really mean this, that we are better together in the way all of our uniqueness goes and serves others, but we're also better for it when we're together. We're better for it ourselves. And so we see a lot of this being played out in our lives. And so today, we want to remind us that we aren't a TV show. We aren't an online forum. We aren't uh, like just this whole thing that exists to, for you to sit and watch, that we are more than an audience. We're an army in every good sense of that, going out into the world to serve God and do good for Him and serve His kingdom and fulfill His mission. 
on this earth. And so that's a big part of what we mean as we talk about team, that we are all coming together to be able to make an impact. So I just want to talk through a little bit about what team is and looks like. So first of all, team equals two or more acting with one heart. That we are gathered together in some way where there's at least two or more people forming a team, but we are on one mission under one God going out together in that. And I think a lot of times we think of team, we think of sports, right? We think sports, a team that is gathered to win a championship, a team that has come together to win and to, to do something great together. This just happens to be my favorite soccer team. Uh, <laughs> and there's one other person that cares in the room. And a host of people that don't care at all, and that's fine. Uh, but that's just for <laughs> illustration purposes. As, this, as a team comes together, two or more people acting out like for one mission together to be able to win. And when we think about ministry, what is winning? And we'll talk through some of that as we go here. But I want us to look at 1 Corinthians 12. Now, I encourage you to grab your Bible, your device, that Bible on the seat in front of you there. I want to read through a bit of 1 Corinthians 12. It's actually on page 690 in those Bibles that are on the uh, back of the chair in front of you. 690 if it, uh, if it helps to be able to find it. Uh, so 1 Corinthians 12. This is an amazing passage of Scripture, especially as related to what we're talking about of God's People coming together, two or more acting with one heart. And I want to read through some of it, just take some of it in. I really encourage you to take all of this in if you can, if you can just go and spend some time reading through this. It comes right after that passage of Scripture that um, we read often that talks about the Lord's Supper in 1 Corinthians 11 of Jesus telling us to remember Him. And then it says, I want to read 12, 4. It says, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. Right? So we all have different gifts, but they come from one Spirit. Two or more acting with one heart. It says in verse 5, there are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. And then verse 7 that I'll just have on the screen here for us. Verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Each of us, we've all been given a spiritual gift. Why? So we can help each other. We got to use it. We're given a gift to use. Verse 8, to one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what's being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So everybody's given something different, but from the one God, one Spirit, for one purpose, right, to serve Him. 
And then verse 12, I don't read like a little bit more. It says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews. Some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves. Some are free. So it's like we're all coming even from different life experiences, different ethnicities, different circumstances. But we have all been baptized into one body and by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. And then it goes on and on. It's like all still good. I wanted to kind of keep reading and reading and reading, but it keeps going. I encourage you to keep reading the rest of chapter 12. And then actually, I just want to read the very, very end bit of chapter 12 because it's good. It talks about all these different roles, apostles, prophets, teachers, all these different gifts. And then he says in 29, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Right? And then it goes on and says, of course not. <laughs> of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And then it goes into the chapter all about love, about how we're to express that with love. Amazing words from God here. That we're all different. We've all been gifted. We all come from different places but we're all acting with one heart under the same God, the same spirit, on the same mission. And so that is who we are. This is not about any individual. This is about all of us. We all come together. And so that's part of team, recognizing all of our beautiful differences. Even this sense, like we think of with team, that different positions on the same team, whether that's on a sports team or whether that's on other sorts of teams, we all have different positions and we all have different gifts in that. Another passage I want us to see here is Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors, and the teachers. So all these different gifts, these different roles. It says their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. All right, so we have all these different gifts and roles, and we have all these different positions on the team, and we're supposed to equip the body, equip all of us then to be able to serve him and to be able to further his kingdom in the world. It says this will continue until we all come to such unity as our faith and knowledge of God's Son that will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Okay, so again, we see all these different positions coming together. And that could be on a sports team or that could be on any other sort of team. I mean, this is like a team in a kitchen, right? And so you see uh, in a kitchen, it's not all sports analogies, so you don't have to be like bummed out. You know, people don't get all mad at the sports analogies. But, um, but with this, like in a kitchen, you've got all these different roles. You've got uh, the chef de cuisine, the line cook, the dishwasher, the sous chef. You have other people working the grill, the head chef. You've got people on the front of the house, the servers, the bussers, the hosts, the managers. You've got the owner. It's like all these different roles come together to make this restaurant run, right? It takes everyone. And so you could see where when one is not there, it's hard for this whole thing to work, whether that's, again, the head chef or if that's the dishwasher. Things aren't going to work no matter, like, what role is there or isn't there. You need everybody that we're all genuinely needed. We are all valuable members of the team. And also, 
one person trying to do it all is both absurd and doesn't work, right? Like when you think like, hey, you might even be sitting here thinking like one of a couple things. One, you feel like you aren't important, that you aren't as valuable a member of the team with whatever you have to bring or however you feel like God has gifted you or your experiences. You might not feel as valuable of a member of the team. You also might feel that you're a person who feels like, I, I have to do everything, right? If I, I see any kind of a need or anything that's happening in, the, in someone else's life or in the church or just in, in, in my ability to do ministry in this world, I have to do all of the things. Every single role has to be me. And what I want you to understand is that both of these views are wrong. Both the view that you think that you're not worth it and the view that you think you have to do all of it, both are very wrong. We all have a part to play. We all have a position on the team. And I think when we are in either of these sorts of ways of thinking, we're also forgetting about the power of God. That all of us, in any role that we have, any position that we have on this team, we're all operating under the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that we even need to recognize that if we think we're not valuable or we think we need to do all of it, that both of those views can forget that, hey, wait a minute, it's actually God that's going to do this. God's power is going to do this. You need to be faithful to serve, faithful to submit to him, to be obedient to what he's called you to, and then allow his power to accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish through that faithfulness, through that obedience. And so we're all called to respond and submit and use our gifts and serve, but like also relax a little bit about what God's going to do with it because it's the power of God that will accomplish that work. So there's different positions. Team equals the fact that we have different positions with different gifts of trying to accomplish the same thing. I think one thing that's interesting, I actually went to the Angels game last night, even after I bashed baseball last week in this uh, service, and I'm sorry for that for some of you, but uh, like it was just, it was fun. It was going to the game with some friends. It was fun to be able to just watch, but like if you know anything about the Angels, like they're not doing great, and a lot of amazing people are hurt on their team. In fact, one person, Mike Trout, who is sort of thought of as at least possibly the best player in all of baseball, hasn't been on the team pretty much all year and wasn't on the team last night because he's been hurt. And if you just like thought, okay, well, it's all about that all-star guy or it's all about that person. It's all about him, right? Then it's the other members of the team don't feel valuable or part of it. And it's like, it's a recognition even of being there. It's like, okay, this team can do well. And they won 14 to one. It was like kind of amazing. But like this team can do really well. Like if they recognize they all have a part to play, right? They all are valuable and important in this team. And it even gave other people an opportunity to shine. And so just recognizing the value of all of us in this. Recognizing as well when you don't feel valuable, you're actually looking down upon the power of God. When you don't feel like you have something to offer, you're limiting the power of God and you're also almost looking down upon God's creation, looking down upon how the potter chose to form the clay. And you're the clay and God has formed you in a specific way for a specific purpose. And so don't feel like what you have to offer isn't good because God has made you for that purpose. Believe in that. Submit to that. 
And it's, I think you'll, you'll see something incredible can happen. Because team is also getting in the game. And I want us to think about this for ourselves. Because if we're a part of a team and we value all of us are part of that team, then we all need to get in the game. We all need to jump in to what God has for us in this. I, I love this uh, passage of Scripture. 1 Peter 4.10, you see on the screen here, it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Right? God's given all of you a gift, so use it. And use it well to serve one another, to serve God's church, to serve the kingdom. Believe that he's given you a gift and use it. That's what you're called to. And then it goes on in verse 11. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. So we, we do whatever he's called us to. A lot of times we tend to sort of elevate gifts that are up in front of people. Like this. It says, and you speak, then speak, right? Speaking tends to be something that people elevate because it's just in front of people. And then it says, do you have the gift of helping others? That's behind the scenes kind of work, just helping people. Maybe it's, it's not up on a stage, right, in front of, in front of everyone. And we have to see here in this verse, he's very much right here in front of you saying, both of these things matter, and they matter a ton. And so go for it. Use it. If this is your gift, use it. And it's so, because God's given each of us a gift. Back to verse 10 there. Because we really are more than an audience. Watching is not one of the gifts. Okay? It's not one of the options. Sitting back and watching others is not one of them. So go through all your lists, but that's not what we're called to do, is to just sit and watch. Sometimes we, we get that beautiful opportunity to sit and enjoy seeing someone using their gifts, but we're all supposed to be in the game. We just get excited about when someone else has a big play as well. Um, I think we can think about this in a way that uh, the pastor of the church that I grew up in from about age 9 to about 26, I went to a, a church called uh, Ocean Hills Community Church in San Juan Capistrano. And uh, it's a church I was baptized in and married in and was um, ordained for ministry in as well. And so in that church, the founding senior pastor, his name's Homer Wasner. And I remember meeting with him after I had a sense of God's call uh, for me to go into ministry. And I just, I, I knew that he wanted me to serve him in some way, but I just didn't know how or like, what do, what, what do I do now? And um, so I remember meeting with him about that. And back during my later parts of my freshman year in college, I've talked to you some about that call to ministry story. But like after that, as I'm trying to process that out, I remember meeting with him and he said, Eric, here's how you should think about this. Ministry is like a pool, okay? Or serving God is like a pool. For all of us, it's like, okay, how do I use my gifts? Where do I use my gifts? Where do I then take who I am and how God has created and gifted me? And how do I respond and how do I serve him? Think of it like a pool, he said. And you can walk around the pool. So like the pool's kind of in the middle. And a lot of us kind of walk around the edges of the pool. And, you know, when you're thinking about getting in the pool and you're like, ooh, that part right there, that's... 
you know, that's a little cold maybe seeming, or is that part uh, too deep? Like, I don't know if I could swim if I jump in that part, or if I, this shallow, should I, should I go in the shallow part? Or if I dove in there, maybe I'll hit my head. Like, I don't know. Like, I, you think about, maybe you're kind of like, think about dipping your toe, but you're kind of pulling it out, and you just keep walking around and walking around the pool. And so you're saying to me, Eric, it's like this, and often you, you're looking at the pool and you're walking around it, but then what you end up doing is just walking around it, and you're never in the pool. You're never swimming. He said, what I think you should do is when you think about ministry, you think about serving God with your life in whatever way, is walk up. Walk up to the pool and just jump in wherever you are. Walk up to the edge and jump in. Whatever opportunity God puts in front of you, just go for it. Just serve him. Just start serving. Just jump in and serve him. And then what you'll do, what you'll find yourself doing is you'll be swimming. You're in there. You're doing the work. You're swimming. And you might actually swim in that area, and that's the place that you're going to stay. But, you know, you might swim from the shallow end to the deeper end or vice versa. You know, you might swim from that cool part to the warm part or whatever, that you're going to swim around and you're going to find then just the right spot for you as you serve him. But jump in. Don't just walk around looking because, again, watching's not one of the gifts. Get in the game. Jump in because team is getting in the game. So I want to encourage you even in that. I don't know where you are kind of in the way you're thinking about ministry or serving the Lord or using your gifts, being part of this team. Maybe for you it's you've been, you've found it. You're locked into like what God has called you to do and you're living that out. But maybe you've been kind of just like looking and watching and thinking and maybe you're an overthinker even, right, with some of that. And I just want to encourage you to jump in, to go for it. And God's going to lead you around to the right spot that he has for you. So get in the game. Jump in the pool. I also want to talk about how the, what the game is, okay? The game isn't just at Calvary. The game isn't just here to be in the game. Now, there's literally hundreds of you that are in the game here at Calvary. I mean, we have people serving in so many different ways, things we've talked about from children's ministry to student ministries to musicians, tech team, uh, care ministry, like people um, serving others, caring for them in different ways. You've got elders and trustees and missions teams and people working with the school, like all sorts of different areas of ministry, life group leaders. I know I'm leaving stuff out, but there's hundreds. I mean, even think about VBS. There's like hundreds of people just at that one event. So there's hundreds of us that are in the game here at Calvary, and that is awesome, and we love that, and we want that, and we tend to talk about those kind of things the most, right? And I, I love that, and we're so grateful for all of you and want you to keep using your gifts in awesome ways here at Calvary. But there's also some of you that are doing ministry that are serving God and his kingdom, and I would say are serving our church and through our church, even though you're doing things completely outside of Calvary. So you're serving in some way, you're serving God, and it's not some official Calvary program. You know, I mean, we've talked, we talk about some of these things. I mean, I've tried to even just think through some of these things, but it could be you lead a Bible study at your work, and there's a group of you that are just talking about God and leading the Bible study through that. That's, you're doing ministry. You're doing, and I want to even say, you're doing ministry through Calvary as you do that, whether it's sanctioned or not. 
We have people that are part of or running like all sorts of different ministries and nonprofits like Up and Running Again or Fellowship of Christian Athletes or the Master's Program or um, Orange County Rescue Mission or Uniquely Knitted or Mercy House. I mean, there's just like so many of these people doing these awesome things for God. Young Life, you've got people that are chaplains or doing hospice care, people doing social work, people that are Christian authors or people that are serving Christian authors or people that are um, teachers in schools that are seeing what their work is as ministry and doing it in that kind of way. Whatever your area of ministry is, and I've said a bunch and I know I've left some out, but I know that what you are doing is serving the church, serving through the church, and making an impact for the kingdom of God, even if it's not in some Calvary Church program that you're going to find on the website, right? And so I want everyone to have a sense of feeling and understanding that that's, you're on the team, okay? When you're doing that stuff, you're on our team. You're part of this church and you're being sent out into the world to make an impact for God's kingdom. And you're on the team. So I want to ask you to do something and some, you know, there's like a certain amount of people in this room. There's some outside and there's a ton watching online as well. And I want you to do something, if you feel like that describes you, that you are a person that is doing something for God's kingdom, but it's you know, maybe not on Calvary's website, I want to commission you. I want to pray over you. And so if you feel that that is you in some way, will you stand right now, wherever you are, in here, outside, maybe in your living room right now, wherever you are, you know, maybe not if you're driving your car or something, but like, uh, stand right now. Yeah. Stay standing. It's good. We clap because people are, are grateful for that, but it's, it's not about that, okay? Whatever that is, I want to pray over you for God's blessing and God's commissioning over you. And if you're sitting around them, will you, just, will you join me in this prayer? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the hundreds of people that are serving in these ministries that are on the website. <laughs> Lord, we also thank you for these people who are serving in these other areas, Lord, of ministry. And Lord, I pray that they would have a deep sense that they are sent by you and by Calvary Church. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give them power Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help them to know, Lord, that they are gifted by you, empowered by you, sent by you into the world to serve you, Lord, in radical ways that make a huge impact for the kingdom of God, well beyond any that we can make even as part of this church, Lord. And so, Lord, I pray that you would commission them, Lord, ordain them for ministry, in whatever realm across all of these different fields and, Lord, ministries and agencies that they're part of. Lord, I pray that you would send them out in power to make an impact, God. I pray, Lord, that you would bless them. I pray that you would use them. And I pray that they would know that they are part of this team. In the name of Jesus.
Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I just think that I genuinely believe that there are so many of us that God is calling us to do something that is just beyond what we're doing here. Like, right, like when I talk about the things that are on our website. And God has probably given you a passion and given you a gifting and given you a, a life experience that can lead you to do something. And, and it doesn't have to be like some official ministry of Calvary Church for you to be sent by Calvary Church and for you to be used by God to further his kingdom. And I think he needs all of us. And so we're all on the team together. So get in the game. Jump in the pool. What's your role? It might be something here at Calvary. It might be something beyond. And so as we think about responding, I want you to prayerfully talk to the Lord about what is the role, God, that you have assigned me on this team? What is the role that you have for me in this life? And if that's affirming, just a sense of affirmation that what you're doing now is what God has called you to do, then amen. But if that's God stretching you and pushing you into something else, you've been walking around the pool, then amen to that as well, right? We all need to be in the game because no matter what, we're all on the team together. Different gifts, one spirit, one God, one mission. The gospel of Jesus Christ, that the name of Jesus would be proclaimed and known and that he would change lives through our obedience, okay? Amen. Let's pray as we worship. God, I, again, just say thank you, Lord. Thank you that you have gifted each one of us. Thank you that every single one of us has been given a role on the team. Lord, just help us to find what that role is. Lord, I pray for your, your affirmation on those that are serving in that already. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, that you'd speak to everyone else that feels either unsure or just doesn't know or confused. God, I pray that you'd help them to find their position, to find their role, to find where they can use their gifts to build up your church and to further your kingdom and your name in this world. We love you, Lord. You are our God. We submit to you in Jesus' name. Amen.